Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, all one word. Is irregardless a word, regardless of how you feel? Today I'm going to talk about language and how it kind of works. And then I'm going to use how it goes along with, you know, current uh, woke transgender issues. And so I'm going to start this conversation by making up a word. I'm making it up right now. It's repuff. It's spelled uh, R-P-F. And if you don't like the way that's spelled, or you don't think it's a real word, uh, well, at least for now, too bad. We'll talk about why you might think that later. But it's an acronym, but I want to make it a word. I can do whatever I want. So REPUF, R-P-F, it stands for R is for respect, P is for pursue happiness, and F is for freedom. And so anytime you talk about transgender stuff, you know, you got to... I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, they'll spend 10 minutes doing the repuff part, which you'll learn about shortly, and then, you know, five minutes of talking about transgender. But I want to make it so that it's the opposite. You just do 30 seconds of repuff, and then you can do 10 minutes of talking. So what does it mean? It means that, uh, you know, anytime you talk about transgender issues, you really want, you know, your uh, society says you need to start by saying that, you know, tr all humans deserve respect. All humans should be able to pursue their own happiness. And all humans should be able to have the freedom to do it the way they want. And that's how you say you're not a racist against transgender people. And then you can talk about them <laughs> going forward. And I'm sure there's a better word than repuff for this. But uh, like the freedom, the freedom to do what you want part... Um, you know, it brings up there's that saying that uh, the freedom, your freedom to swing your fist stops at my nose. So, you know, there's, it's not total freedom. But generally, people should have, should have respect. They should be able to pursue their own happiness, and they should have freedom to do it how they want. All right, so now that I've repuffed, well, that's good. That's the, what is that, the past? The past tense of repuff. I love it. The reason why I'm talking about this is on Blocked and Reported, they had a Harvard biology professor or something on there and she teaches a class that involve it's about reproduction and for I don't know for the last five years she was saying that uh, sex is on a spectrum and it made her feel great like she thought she was you know she was she was a Rosa Parks person saying that sex was on a spectrum and her uh, students were real happy with her saying that kind of stuff I mean basically they're all woke you know it's Harvard they're woke as hell but this lady's in the news and she's in the zeitgeist right now because she a light bulb basically clicked in her head. And she's like, gender may or may not be on a spectrum. Well, I think she probably said gender is on a spectrum. But sex is not on a spectrum. It's binary. It's one or the other. There ain't no in-between. There ain't gradations of it. And the definition of, you know, sex, like male and female, uh, it comes in biology, it comes down to something called gametes. I don't, that's a terrible word. But anyways... There's two kinds of gametes. There's big gametes, that's the egg, and there's small gametes, and that's the sperm. And so, sex is a binary, males produce small gametes, females produce large gametes, and there ain't no in-between. Like, you know, you could be intersex, you could have XXY chromosomes, you could have a whole bunch of extra testosterone in the uterus, even though you're a woman, female, whatever. You make, you know, you may come out looking like a boy but uh your chromosomes say you're a girl and 
you're producing large gametes. And so you just can't really, whatever. It's just, it's on or off. It's yes or no. It's male or female. And that's the end of it. And then we got the word gender. Like, you know, if you want to be, whatever. If you want to be a person who can get pregnant and have a baby come out of your womb, um, but you want to, whatever, dress like the brawny man and act like the brawny man would if he were a real thing. Then I think we're calling that gender now. Although, makes me want to look up the word gender. Like, what did the word gender mean 10 years ago? I think it basically meant sex. But anyways, now you can be whatever gender you want. It doesn't have to have anything to do with your biological sex. Repuff. Anytime you say something controversial, just throw in a repuff. Alright, so I've talked about this before. You've probably heard it before. All that's fine. That's not the point of this podcast. It's just my setup. I want to talk about words and what they mean and how people argue over them. Um, There's basically like three things, there's three reasons that people argue over words. One of them is that words have multiple definitions. So, for instance, the word runs, R-U-N-S. Does that mean that you, you know, you're moving your two feet real fast? Or does that mean you have diarrhea? And sometimes, you know, one person will be thinking of one entry in the, you know, in the dictionary, you look up runs, and they're going to have multiple, uh, multiple entries there. And so maybe one person is thinking of one entry, the other person is thinking of the other entry, and you got your argument. The next thing that causes a lot of uh, arguments is there's American English and there's British English. And the same word, same spelling, whatever, it'll just mean two different things, and like, you know, I don't hang out in Britain, um, but in America, I'll, you know, I'll get in an argument with someone, and they'll be like, oh, this word means this, and I'll be like, no, this word means that, and just, a lot of times what happens is different parts of America will use different versions of the word. Kind of like, you know, depending on where you go in America, is it called soda pop, is it, is it called cola, is it called coke? One that comes to my mind is, uh, hand truck versus dolly you know like those things that you they have two wheels and a handle that's kind of high up and you can carry around heavy stuff i've heard that called a dolly and when i was a kid everyone called it a dolly and i think that's british english but basically everyone now calls it a hand truck we've gotten over the we said screw you britain and in britain you know a truck is called a lorry but that's not really what i'm talking about people people in america don't argue over those two things all right, and that's fine. I think you've heard of all those things. Uh, no one's going to get out their knives and start carving up their enemies over those differences. But there's a third one, and people don't know that it even exists. And this is the one where they will get out their knives and just stab each other through the heart. And that's there's the prescriptive paradigm of language and the descriptive version of language. I guess we'll call it version. I don't know if it's outlook, philosophy, school, but anyways, you got descriptive and you got prescriptive. And basically, prescriptive tells you what words mean before you say them, and descriptive tells you what words mean after you say them. And an example that will uh, get some people's panties in a bunch is the word irregardless. So, like, there was a word, regardless, basically meant doesn't matter. And there's the prefix, ir, ear. That uh, means whatever you put that in front of is the opposite of it. So, you know, regardless means doesn't matter. So irregardless should mean it does matter. 
But uh, Americans, dumb animals that they are, God bless their souls, they decided that irregardless means the same thing. So irregardless means the same thing as regardless. Regardless of how you feel about it. And possibly irregardless of how you feel about it. And so basically it's like you're using the language wrong or, hey, the language means whatever I, whatever I say it means, that's what it means. And I think people who more know about language, a little more into language, they tend to be prescriptive. They're like, no, it has to be used this way. You know, whereas if you just find some yokel, uh, they don't give a crap and they'll use it however they want. And so one, one side feels a little superior to the other side. Well, one side feels superior and the other side is unaware that there's even anything going on. They just use the words as best they can. But the reason why the people who are on the prescriptive side of language are not, you know, they really don't have a winning argument if you look at it logically, look at it la rationally like I like to do, is that most words that we use today, well, you know, they either didn't exist at some point in the past or they got a new meaning sometime in the past. I think everyone would be pretty okay with like hot means the same thing as cool, you know, like great, good. Like, that's a hot song, you know, means basically the same thing as, that's a cool song. You know, I think people have been using the word hot like that for decades or possibly centuries, and so it sounds just fine. But at some point in the past, there was some curmudgeon, you know, some young person was like, that's a hot song. And some curmudgeon was like, hot doesn't mean cool, you can't do that. So that's how arguments over words work. Um, so I am aware of all those reasons why different people use different words in different ways and so if you really want to you know if you really want to win a word argument and really annoy the hell out of someone especially if they're prescriptive is that you just be aware of all those different reasons why people argue and just be like i'm not going to take a side you know that version is the descriptive version and that version is the prescriptive version and so you know that's fine and that really pisses off prescriptive people like, you know, they want you to say, oh, irregardless just means it doesn't matter. You know, I don't, you don't say that. You just go, uh, you know, well, there's two parts, there's two philosophies of language, and under that, irregardless means the same thing as regardless. That's how you get there. You get those panties and you bunch those suckers up as hard as you can. I like doing that. But back to, uh, you know, sex, male, female, all those words. I think what's going on now is we're about to get um, extra entries in the dictionary for all of them. Male is going to mean uh, that, whatever, mammals that produce a small gamete, and then male is going to mean a male is whatever the hell a person wants a male to be. Remember, repuff. And sex is going to have a few entries. It's going to have, uh, you know, boinking. It's going to have the binary type of uh, reproductive organisms or whatever and then it's going to have once again whatever the hell you want it to mean repuff and because of the descriptive theory of language if people use it to mean that you know if someone if people all over twitter are saying that males have vaginas and females have penises well if you know if people say it that way then it then that word now means that and thank God I have repuffed previously in this podcast. And I am a person who repuffs.
Yeah, so the Blocked and Reported podcast. It's a long story. It's basically a, a Harvard grad student called the lady transphobic for using the words male and female. That's blah, blah, blah. But then they bring up something funny like, will they change the words of male and female or will they create new words? And I guess a, a couple of the current uh, options for new words are uterus haver and birthing person. So we'll see if those catch on. They probably are in a dictionary as we speak.